without having done this podcast for, you know, a year and a half, I may not have had that confidence to to think that I had the ability to, you know, stand up and be able to command a room and be able to speak coherently and have people relate to what I'm saying and understand what I'm saying. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzcast show where we dive into the real life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I am your host, as always, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout. And you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters just like you share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. In today's conversation, I got to sit down with the co-host of Spider Bites podcast, Terrell Bilbo. And what's really unique about Terrell's podcast is he started it with three people, all in different parts of the world, who had ever only met online. And so if you think about all of the unique challenges that that would present, not just producing a podcast, but also getting to know each other, uh, Terrell shares some cool anecdotes and some cool stories about how the the people that he co-hosts with have all grown together over time. But what's also really cool about Terrell's story is how podcasting has helped him in other areas of his life as well. And that by being in front of a microphone consistently, it's helped him at his job and by helping make him a more confident public speaker. And so I love, I love that about his story. I love hearing how podcasting has made a positive impact on his life. And I know that you will as well. But before Terrell started the Spider Bites podcast... He was trying his hand in video podcasting, of all things. I started with a video podcast first. I had been consuming a lot of different types of podcasts from uh, from an internet production company online. And I just had the idea of, this is easy. This is something that anybody could do. Uh, I felt like I had a pretty good online presence to where some people would be interested in what I had to say. So I attempted to do the video podcasting first. But then I found out that it is very difficult to entertain people when it's just you by yourself. Uh, especially when it's just you sitting, talking to a camera uh, for 45 minutes to an hour. Which I realize now was totally way too long for me to try to do a podcast by myself. So I kind of gave it up for a bit. Um, but then a friend of mine, uh, who's on, uh, on my Tumblr page, he reached out to me and he was just like, Hey, I remember you said that you were real interested in podcasting. Are you still interested in doing it? And I was like, well, you know, kind of, but I feel like I can't really, you know, get people to listen. It's probably not really going to work out. And he just told me, he was like, well, you know, I can't make you change your mind or anything, but if you wanted to like get back into it, you know, I would love to host it with you. And it's just from there, it just kind of like sparked a new found interest in my mind. It was like, well, if there's one person who's willing to host with me, then maybe there's one person who's willing to listen. And I think it just really took that affirmation that there is possibly somebody out there who would be willing to listen to the podcast 
And so he and I, we went from there and we kind of recruited two more hosts and we all just kind of collaborated together and said that, you know, we all have different interests. So we feel like we kind of cover a wide spectrum of people. So why don't we just take our different interests and all bring them to together for the show? So we had, uh, which is definitely not an original premise, but we all came every week. We would come together with our individual topics and we would just kind of bring them all together to, to produce the, the episode for the show. So that's a unique kind of podcast because yeah. having one person do a podcast. Yeah. You hear a lot about that. Two people co-hosting. Yeah. Four co-hosts. <laughs> that is quite a few. So tell me a little bit about some of the things you had to figure out early on to manage four people not talking over each other and, and just kind of collaborating together to make your episodes. Like what was that like early on as you fleshed out what that would look like? Early on, it was very difficult, uh, especially because it was four people in four different parts of the world. Uh, I'm in Louisiana. Uh, we had a co-host in Montana, one in Michigan and then one in Mexico. So scheduling, <laughs> scheduling was definitely a challenge at first. Um, so once we figured out when would be the best time for all of us to record, then it was an issue of, okay, so how do we make sure that everyone's audio is recorded properly? And so when uh, when we were initially looking for co-hosts, one of the requirements was that you had to have, you know, your own microphone, your own like little setup to where you could record your own audio. Because my initial intentions were to have everyone record their own track and then we bring it all together and I'll edit it and then we'll put the the episode out. And so that worked for a while, but then we started running into some issues because first we were using Skype, then we uh, tried using Discord and it was just kind of back and forth between that. And it started putting a lot of pressure on me since I was the only one I was editing and we were record on Sunday and then turn around to get the episode out on Tuesday. So I'm taking four audio tracks, splicing them together, killing the dead air, you know, just trying to make sure that everything fits. And then if somebody's internet is lagging a little bit, then we had, you know, we lost some audio. It's just, it was just like real crazy. Uh, so we eventually went to having everyone just get on discord i would use obs and record everyone's audio through my desktop and as long as my internet connection held out then everything was fine and that was a lot less audio track a lot fewer audio tracks that i would have to edit it was just really just one track and that came up with its own problems because if one of their uh if one of their tracks or their audio came in a little bit lower, I couldn't necessarily raise the whole track because it would raise everyone else's audio. So it took a little bit more uh, editing time to go through the entire show. And just if one person was low, then every time they would speak, I would have to raise that particular part of the track. Um, but as far as people not talking over each other, I don't know if we ever really had that issue. Um, we... Uh, yeah, that would be some times where we were all trying to say something at the same time. But I think 
surprisingly for for people who just kind of came together to start a podcast i feel like we um we all figured out each other's conversation styles pretty quick yeah it's an interesting thing whenever you start having conversations and and doing interviews and and you know things in a podcast format because you have to talk differently you have to approach it differently than you do in like a normal conversation. <laughs> yeah. If we were, if we were sitting across the table from each other, we're going back and forth, you know, there's there's no there's no concern for how this will sound later. Right. Uh, and then when you add the element of doing it over the internet, we're often uh, you know, I'm not personally familiar with OBS. I haven't used that for podcasting, but I know a lot of tools uh, if you start getting multiple people speaking at the same time, it becomes really garbled. So you have to use extreme discipline. Yes. To, to to not speak. It's like no, but I want to. No, but it'll make it it'll make it sound worse. So don't right. do it. Um, so that's interesting. So I'm curious because uh, I'm sure there are other people listening that uh, could benefit from OBS. Uh, I'm more familiar with it from a live streaming perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe walk through how you use that to kind of bring in all of the audio tracks and how to how to record and edit and mix your podcast episodes. Yeah, sure. Um, so mostly for me, you know, if you're trying to figure out something for the first time, you just, you know, Google it, YouTube, <laughs> pretty much walk you through. Uh, but for me, I just uh, turn off screen recording. So the only thing that I'm recording is audio. And basically, I'm just recording my desktop audio. So whatever conferencing application we use, whether it's Skype or Discord, as long as that audio is coming through my computer, it's going to record that and it's going to pick it up. And then so I'll have one track for desktop audio, one track for mic audio. And so it's just recording those two tracks and it really just puts them together seamlessly. Uh, And for editing, I use uh, GarageBand. And so I, uh, I import everything into the GarageBand. And like I said, OBS just puts it all into one track. And the only thing I really have to do is put the intro music, the outro music, and any little sound effects that I want to put in throughout the show. And I found out I found that that was pretty much the simplest way to do everything. Uh, just using the tools that these applications already give you, and especially it's you know free to download software, so it's like no extra cost that we are incurring as a show. And we just let the applications work for us. No, I love I love whenever I find free things. <laughs> maybe maybe not professional, but so close that you can't even really right. tell a difference. It's yeah. wonderful. So you mentioned that uh, kind of the origin for Spider Bites was uh, somebody reaching out to you to co-host the podcast. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you guys decide on the other two people that would join in? Did you guys? all know each other previously did you connect online like how did that how, how did that come about all of our, all of the hosts that we had for the show we were all kind of in the same fandom community uh the the internet production company that i talked about earlier um we would watch a lot of their content and that's how we kind of all come came to know each other on tumblr uh, and it's not that we had a lot of conversations or anything previously and we weren't super close, but, you know, we knew of what each other posted and it was a lot of the same type of stuff. So we were kind of into the same things. And that one 
thing that tied us together gave us the connection to where when we reached out and we just kind of said, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this podcast. We're looking for two more co-hosts. If you're interested, you know, you can send an email saying, you know, who you are. Talk a little bit about yourself. Tell us why you feel like you would be good to host a podcast. And we just ask that you have a microphone, you have a way to record your own audio, and you be available, like, you know, on a specific day for us to record. And I think we got maybe like five or six people who were actually interested in it. And so that really blew me away because I was like, eh, maybe we'll get one, you know, two at the most, but like more than that. And I actually had to actually have people audition and I had to go through it and listen and kind of gauge to see who would be the best fit. And so, I mean, having that happen just made me even more excited uh, to get everything started. And so since you launched the podcast in 2017, I believe, that, yes. is that correct? Since yes, you correct. launched since you launched in 2017, I, I'm, I'm guessing you guys have become friends doing yes. a podcast every week. <laughs> yeah, we have become friends. So tell me a little bit about that, because that's a really, it's a very interesting way to build a friendship, because there's like, you know, becoming Facebook friends, uh, following each other on Twitter, like there's there's the the digital element of relationships that we all mm-hmm. kind of experience. But then, in, so you've kind of taken it to the next level of, no, we actually have like weekly conversations with each <laughs> other and probably talk to each other more than you do some of your friends that live in the same area as you. That's, that's very true. So, so maybe tell me a little bit about what that's been like. Uh, it's really been um, kind of exhilarating in a way because even though for the most part we have these intense conversations once a week, it's like you say, it, it's a closer friendship than you have with most people that you see on a daily basis. Because I feel like you talk to somebody for a long time and you kind of start running out of things to talk about. And it's really just, it's a, Hey, how you doing? What's been going on lately? And then that's pretty much it. You know, you kind of spend your time together in person and kind of silence because, you know, especially with the way that, you know, everything's on your phone these days. So you're just sitting next to your friend and you're both on your phone and not really talking about anything until one of you sees something interesting. And like, oh, did you hear about this? And then that sparks a conversation. But having people who you don't get to see on a regular basis and when you catch up with each other in a week, it's like, what is what's been going on in the past week and it's like oh my god did you hear about this it's like everything that you've been holding inside you just kind of want to spill your guts to them and it makes for a really interesting dynamic when it comes to to people who had you know no close relationship before but um no it's definitely been a lot of fun and when we get together it's it's like we picked up on, especially when you want to have a uh, more comedic podcast, you know, not necessarily all about serious stuff. You pick up on each other's sense of humor. And we were lucky enough to have four people come together who had not necessarily the same sense of humor, but it was close enough to where we could make each other laugh. Because as long as we can make each other laugh, then there's a very distinct possibility that we're making our listeners laugh. And 
I think that's what kept us wanting to come back every single week to to do another show because we just enjoyed it. Well, and you guys talk about some some interesting things, like things that you would normally <laughs> talk about with like close friends that you're you're just you know mucking about with. Like right. I listened to to one of your episodes where you're talking about comfort food. Like, what's your favorite comfort food? Mm-hmm. And like that's. That's not a conversation you have with an acquaintance. Like you, right. you it's like, oh, like I want to learn more about you in this particular instance. But that's not yeah. like a on a top twenty questions list of these are the things you ask to get to know somebody. It just happens <laughs> yeah. organically, right? Right. And so, so, so yeah. So I think that's really that's really cool. The the camaraderie you, you guys have been able to build through the podcast. Yeah, and I think that. Because we originally didn't didn't know each other that well, that kind of lended into some of the content that we had when we would bring our topics to the show. Because it's not necessarily that we're just talking about current events or movies or TV shows or things like that. And we kind of do talk about that stuff pretty often. But it allowed us to get to know each other through the show. So not only are we learning more about each other, our listeners are learning more about us as well. And I think that was, especially in our first few episodes, we, you know, what's your favorite holiday? You know, what are you most looking forward to in life? What did you want to be when you were growing up? And, you know, things like that. And I think that it allowed our listeners to be able to feel closer to us because they're, at least I would hope that they get the, you know, the kind of similarities between us and them. It's like, oh, well, you know, I have those kind of dreams. You know, I like that, you know, food for, as a comfort food. I, I like that kind of music. And we would just hope that they will relate more to us, you know, rather than maybe listening to some other podcasts who have already been established. And it's people that have been working together for years, probably on another business or another project or something like that. But we were just hoping that our listeners could relate to us more because we were willing to give more of ourselves than, uh, well, I can't say more than other podcasts, but maybe more frequently than other podcasts. That makes sense. Do you have, is there one episode that really sticks out in your mind as like maybe one of your favorite episodes that you've done? Oh, see, that's asking me to pick my favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there have been a few to where I know it was just moments where we just broke down in laughter and I can't pinpoint the exact episodes that they are, but, um, it's just been a lot of wonderful moments. I would say more than like particular episodes that I like the most, um, it's I think I think one of the episodes is called uh Brown Sugar is my stripper name. <laughs> I think that's one of uh, one of the ones where we had a lot of fun in it. Uh and just the 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 ridiculous episode titles that we have just kind of lends into the type of things that you'll hear in in each episode and I think that's one of my favorite things to do is just kind of when I listen back to the episode and just pick out something that somebody said and and put that as a title of the episode. Certainly a provocative episode title. Like, huh. <laughs> Wonder where they're going with that. Right. 
So thinking back on the last year and a half, what impact do you think having this podcast has had on the rest of your life and as on you as a person? I think the biggest impact that the podcast has had on my life is allowing me to pay more attention to the world around me. Uh, it's not that I completely ignored what was going on in society, but I feel like because you have that constant need for more material and you want to have things that you want to talk about, then I pay more attention to current events. I pay more attention to what's going on, you know, as far as in the social media aspect. And not only that, I feel like I come from a background of communications, uh, both uh, print and video. And seeing as I spent more time behind uh, the camera or, you know, in the background rather than as a subject of the viewership, I feel like it has allowed me to be able to articulate my thoughts better, you know, so it's not something that I'm rehearsing. It's not something that I'm, I'm writing down and going back and editing and making sure that I get it right, the, you know, after time, after time, after time. And it's definitely lended my public speaking abilities not that i'm necessarily speaking in public when i'm doing a podcast but it gave me more motivation to change up my job like my uh my my day job and i sort of use the fact that i can like talk for a long amount of time and you know keep a coherent thought strain and everything together and so the job that I have now I actually go out to different uh to places and I stand up and I speak in front of large crowds of people and I think that without having done this podcast for you know a year and a half I may not have had that confidence to to think that I had the ability to, you know, stand up and be able to command a room and be able to speak coherently and have people relate to what I'm saying and understand what I'm saying. So I definitely feel like it's propelled me to kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Because if, you know, anybody goes back and they listen to the first episode of the podcast, and though they may not hear it, in the edited version, there was a lot of gaps in our audio because having to get a feel, like you said, for our conversation styles. And so in an effort to not talk over each other, we would finish a thought and then just nobody would say anything <laughs> and just be, just be silent for a bit because like everyone is like, OK, do I talk now? Are you going to talk? Oh, wait, OK, I'll, OK, I'll let you talk. And then and so it was definitely it's it's a learned talent i would i would say to fill empty space with conversation um because normally like i said before in a, in a day-to-day situation where you're talking to your friends in person you have that the conversation has a, like a hard stop and it's like okay well we're done talking about what it was that we're talking about and you know now we're back to our phones or watching tv or watching you know what's going on in the world around us and you sit there in silence and it's not uncomfortable or anything if it's not an uncomfortable situation because that's just the nature of conversation you go back to what you were doing before but when it comes to a podcast you 
have that natural stopping point. It's like, okay, now we have to jump into something else. So you learn how to segue. You learn how to bring up another idea really quickly and stuff like that. And being able to use that in my professional life as well, I feel like has done me a great favor. That's really cool, man. You have officially conquered the thing that most people are most fearful of, public speaking. (laughs) You know, whenever I see that, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. People would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. at the Right. <laughs> that is very true. So I'm curious, you know, thinking back to when you started your podcast and even thinking about kind of where it is now, what kind of goals do you guys have for the podcast? What are you hoping it becomes? And, and what is kind of motivating you to continue to, to put out episodes on a weekly basis? Uh, from where we are, well, from where we started to where we are now, uh, we've definitely had a lot of changes in this show. Um, we unfortunately lost two of our hosts. Um, so it's now just down to two of us. And so, you know, we, we briefly talked about if we wanted to bring somebody else back on to, you know, at least maybe bring it back to up to three, maybe one day getting back up to four. Uh, but for the two of us right now, we just want to try to reach as many people as we possibly can. Um, you know, we know we don't have like a huge following, but for the people who do listen to us consistently, we always hear a lot of good things from them. And they say how much they enjoy the show and, and things like that. And what we would really just look forward to is just trying to reach out to more people, uh, just at least for the idea of getting a little bit more consistent feedback from our listeners, just saying, you know, what they liked about the show, what they didn't like about the show. So that way, if we can get something, especially if it's critical feedback and they say, Hey, you know, well, maybe you can change this because this is kind of not working for you guys. And if we have some people who can give us that helpful advice and then we can improve on that, then I feel like we could probably bring in more people and then, you know, steadily grow our our listener base. And ultimately, we just want to be able to have people listen to the show and have fun, just like we're having fun every week. I love that. I love that as a goal. I love that as a motivation, because that's something that is completely separate from a lot of the things that people look at to measure success. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you you start, uh, you know, meandering through different podcast Facebook groups, Everyone's trying to figure out how do I, you know, get tens of thousands of downloads so I can sell mattresses on my podcast. Like that's <laughs> that's why yeah. I'm here. I'm just right. trying to be a mattress salesman. Um, and so I love the not not purity. That's not the right word, but the but the staying true to you know what's really important to you and not letting yeah. not letting yourself get off track uh, because you see what other people are doing, but. Just really right. staying true to the original intent of the podcast. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, hey, if somebody wants to sponsor us and we can, you know, sell mattresses on our podcast, I won't say no. <laughs> uh, spider mattresses. Not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure how many would... people would buy that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if those would sell fairly well. Maybe maybe spider uh, maybe spider printed uh, mat you know bed sheets or something. Yeah. That might be uh, a little more successful. That, that that might be a little bit better. So, so looking back over the last year and a half, what would you say have been some of the major obstacles that you've had to overcome to keep the podcast going? 
Uh, I think especially in the beginning when I was doing, you know, most of the editing and turn, trying to turn it around in two days, I think had not having that instant gratification and finding people were actually listening to us. I had that feeling of self-doubt and just had the, the thought in my head of wondering, you know, is this worth doing and should I continue doing this? If we're not going to get anybody to listen to us, what's the point of continuing on? And I would imagine that a lot of people who are starting out a podcast have that, you know, feeling of self-doubt within them, within them. Uh, because it's, it's, it's really a hard thing to commit to something that you don't know is actually working or not. And for me, I just had to think about my co-hosts and the time that they're sacrificing to come together every week and do this. And for me to just say, well, you know, guys, we're not getting any listeners, so I'm just going to shut it down. And that wouldn't be fair to them. And so I had to constantly remind myself that I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this for not only my friends who I'm hosting the show with, but for anyone who, you know, listen to uh, listens to us now and for anyone who may listen to us in the future. And I think that was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to get over uh, in the beginning. But I think now uh, it's both... A hurdle, but then it's also kind of, you know, a little bit, I guess, favorable for us for the way that we record with me traveling for my job. It kind of throws a wrench into the schedule of when we can record, if I'm going to be on a plane or if I'm going to be out, you know, training or speaking or whatever. But because we're not a group, excuse me, we're not a group of people who have to be in the same place together and everything we do is online based. I can just pack up my laptop and my microphone and I can record from anywhere as long as I have a, you know, decent enough Internet connection. And so I think the the most that we've had to deal with uh, lately as far as hurdles was just, you know, scheduling conflicts. If I have something going on or if my other co-host has something going on. Uh, And for the most part, we are able to kind of work around it. Uh, We record a week, a, a week in advance. So even if we can't record that same week that the episode is coming out, we have, you know, one in the can ready to go out. Uh, we had a big hiatus over the the Christmas holiday, uh, and I think probably like it took us like maybe two months before we recorded an episode. Uh, and it was, it was just like a lot of things were happening as far as you know life events, and we just couldn't get together for a, a good while. Uh, but I feel like we gotten back into a pretty good stride and hopefully we um we can work things out from here on out and things <laughs> we can keep a consistent schedule. Very cool, man. Very cool. Uh well, Terrell, I appreciate you coming on, man. This has been a blast chatting about your podcast, learning about uh the impact it's had on your life and, and you know what you, where you hope it goes. Um I have one last question for you before we wrap up. Okay. If you had a time machine and you couldn't buy lottery tickets, so you could only, <laughs> and you could only go back to the day before you started your podcast and give yourself one piece of advice. 
what do you think that you would tell to yourself? Uh, I would tell myself to be more consistent on social media because that's definitely a driving force of your listener base. Uh, because even though we have the Facebook page, we have the Twitter, we have the Tumblr page, I was very narrow-minded and thinking that because I was most active on Tumblr, then that should be the only avenue that I reach out to people and try to gain listeners or gain attention for the show. And it's really... You have to utilize as many avenues as you can if you want to reach the most people that you can. And so I would definitely tell myself, you know, like, hey, utilize every tool that you have. They're there for a reason. And just try to, you know, keep the faith because it may not seem like it's working out in the beginning and it may not seem like it's working out for a long time. But as long as you love with you what you're doing, then it's always going to pay out in the end. If you'd like to hear entertaining conversations about what's going on in the world, make sure to check out Spider Bites Podcast. That's Bites spelled with a Y at spiderbitespodcast.tumblr.com and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life? Well, you can. Just click on the link in the show notes to submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, or resonated with you, uh, we'd love to hear back from you. Just leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought. We really love hearing from you guys and hearing what you like about these episodes. Well, that is it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.